Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our coffee. And today's episode is pretty exciting. We have been excited to do this episode. I have been, at least for the last couple of weeks, as we have been initiating a new book club within our organization. And so today's guest is going to be our very own Levi Gray. We're going to find out a couple of things. Number one, how we got our book club started. And number two, why he's wearing a Dungeons and Dragons bow tie. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for this conversation. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes, and it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome again to uh, the Coffee Break Podcast. Levi, thank you for being here again. Thank you for having me. It seems like you were just here like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's been nice. It's been good to be regularly. Oh, you were here with Kevin. That's what yeah. it was. Uh, the, the revisit of our episode one. Momentum revisited, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Well, I'm glad to have you here. So uh, you're, one, I want to compliment you on your attire today. You look very, very sharp. Thank you. I do. I'm, I'm thinking like maybe customer success should just initiate uh, bow ties or ties every day. Yeah, maybe we will. That would be that would be next level. Yeah, absolutely. We need to get some locked up ties and bow ties, though. I, we can make that happen if Let's that's going to be a thing. Oh, we yeah, can make that. Sure. That would for be sure. that, if, if you wear if you buy them, we will wear. I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah. So if anybody knows where we can get custom logoed ties, then uh, <laughs> then let us do that because <laughs> that would be. I'm just thinking, like while you're talking to somebody on the phone, then we'll have to initiate video calls. Yeah, that would yeah. be. Just Zoom calls with... Uh, Zoom with calls exclusively Yes, as you show up with your bow tie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So it, that's obviously not the whole conversation today, but I did want to say you look very nice. Thank you. Appreciate I, it. I didn't Appreciate know we were dressing up today, so I was kind of casual, yeah. but, you know... It's all good, you know. It's Friday. Uh, we're getting ready for um, a, a kind of a lot of things that are happening in our organization, but here recently, uh, we started a book club. So I really want to be tactical today. So we, t- we say at the opening of every podcast that we share business ideas, practices, and strategies, and I think this is a falls into the practices category, sure. uh, that, that we're developing a, a club or a group of people inside of our organization. Yeah. So uh, kind of a, just an outline that I want to try to go through today with you is why we started one, mm-hmm. what's the purpose of starting one, uh, how we got it started, and what we hope to expect out of it, and then really give some practical examples to anybody else that would be listening or watching this that says, hey, that'd be something that I think we should do as an organization. Yeah. So give us some tips on what you've learned through the process. Sure. So let's jump into it. Number one, why did we start a book club? Yeah, so um, we, I think it initially started as uh, with our leadership team. Uh, we were meeting, uh, we did our, our regular team meetings, and then we started to kind of break off into departments. And so I think it was office staff or leadership staff uh, meeting. Um, and we started uh, reading through a book in order to improve our leadership skills. Um so uh, first and foremost, we just wanted to have the conversations that would allow us to improve our skills as as leaders. What book was that? Turn the Ship Around was so, the book. So Turn the Ship Around was was one that we did, um, I, I guess, collectively on some sub-Wednesday morning meetings for, yeah. for quite some time. Okay. Yeah, so it started with the Wednesday morning meeting, uh, and then I think from there, uh, it, we actually stopped for a while. We started uh, just 
um, doing something different with our meetings. And, um, and then the discussion came back up of, well, we need to, we need to do this again, but, uh, but we need to make it available to the entire company. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of having it, uh, within the organization, like during our business day, we needed to have it, uh, kind of outside of it to create just a better place for conversation. Um, and I think that's that's ultimately how it started. I think it was interesting when we did the first kind of group book read, which mm-hmm. was turn the ship around. Um, the the things that kind of came up were the the group of people that did it, which I'm trying to remember how many at the time, but let's just say it was eight because it was somewhere yeah. around there, give or yeah. take. Uh, started to understand and see things through the same same lens, so to speak. Sure. So we, we kind of had a common language that we were speaking when we say, I intend to do something or, you know, uh, asking the, asking different types of questions. And it was based off of that book. So it kind of mm-hmm. created a common language, a common lingo and a common philosophy or understanding of what we were trying to accomplish as yeah. an organization. Yep. And then from there, we also did, uh, if you remember, uh, the five dysfunctions of a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a really kind of short, fun read. Yeah. But a, it created a level of, of conversation yeah. afterwards and some takeaways. And then I guess also from there, it, it created a little bit of what I would say, and maybe I'm off base, so I'll get your opinion. Do you feel like it gave any camaraderie with the people that went through that book or read that book? Yeah. So as far as the five dysfunctions of a team, that one was uh, for our leadership summit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was our leadership team. And, uh, and that was much more similar to our recent book club where we read the book ahead of time, and then we all met in the summit and mm-hmm. got to discuss it. But I do think uh, a part of it was it just kind of built this. Uh, um, we, as we're discussing the ideas in the book, we're all just kind of coming together, sharing our, you know, where we're at with it, mm-hmm. uh, where we've, and so a part of that is our, our history, uh, our opinions. Um, and I think there's just commonality that we shared, even just coming together to discuss the book, even if we don't come away with the same ideas, just the fact that we came together, we share that there is a sense of community beyond just, Hey, we're, we work here together. Um, that I think was really helpful. So building a little bit of a, a, a sense of community with that, I think that's a really yeah. good way to put it. Um, yeah. and, and have, have that commonality. So what, from your perspective, what do you think that we're trying to accomplish by, by doing those types of things? Cause this is, I guess, really, where we're starting our fourth book, I guess, collectively as yeah. an organization, um, which we'll talk about what we're reading right mm-hmm. now, but uh, in just a little while. But so the fourth book collectively. So what do you like? What would be the purpose of it? Why do we think what we're what are we trying to accomplish? Yeah. Um, I think well, I think there's a lot of really good reasons, and I think if uh, if you're looking for just the probably to me the biggest practical impact, if you're looking at the nuts and bolts of it, is the ability to. Uh, to get buy-in from your organization for particular ideas. Um, and I, I look back to just some of our discussion. Uh, a lot of these books you had previously read and were implementing in the organization long before any of us had ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, and then some of us in the leadership team had even read it at times and, and we're just saying, Oh, Hey, you know, these are the things we're pulling from these books. And you're like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you that for years. And then, but with this particular book club, we're seeing uh, all at once, mm-hmm. you know, we have 20 people in a room now saying, yeah, we buy into this idea. Mm-hmm. Whereas it took you years to try to implement that and to get people to buy in. Uh, so allowing them to come in, read it and offer their input 
just gives this immediate ownership. So again, practical, we're looking at an idea that a company can come together and discuss something. You know, it's a safe place for them to come in and offer their thoughts and opinions and how do they think we should mm-hmm. uh, do this and do that. It's not, it's not a formal meeting where you say, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do business. And it allows you um, to get that much more traction as a company because you're all on the same page uh, and you all have had an equal share of input into these ideas um, and allows you to connect better, to relate to each other better, and, and just and just be a better team. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, thinking through it, what we started out with was we had a specific group of people uh, as part of a team. And so it was, mm-hmm. it was actually part of our regular meeting cadence. Yep. And it was a required reading element mm-hmm. of a regular meeting cadence. So yes. to, to break that down, because maybe that sounds too vague, but yeah. there was a group of, we at a point in time for our, te- our weekly team meetings, we would all gather together, all hands on mm-hmm. for the first 30 minutes. Yep. And then we would break into smaller groups for the, for the remaining hour. Yeah. And for that time, it was a kind of office admin staff. And then we broke into the electronics team and the yep. locksmith mechanical team. So we had kind of three groups happening simultaneously. Yep. And so the administrative group, we said, all right, this is going to be required reading for that. Yeah. And we did it. I think it, one a couple of lessons I learned from it, and I'm interested to hear your perspective mm-hmm. on it as well, is we broke that down into a weekly conversation over a couple of chapters of the book. Yeah. So we took a a, a, a book and we said, all right, you're going to be required to read these two or three chapters yeah. this week. What was the what were the lessons that you learned from that? How did how did that like I, I guess how did how, what was the execution yeah. like on it? Um, I think that um, there's obviously pros to that that methodology um i i think that um we were able to go through the information piece by piece um i do think that uh one thing that um i guess there was a i guess a con that you can see is that is that we weren't we didn't know what was coming ahead Mm -hmm. um so the fact that it was required reading you have to read this amount um so you're reading this amount this week you haven't read the whole book so you're just reading this chapter and, uh, you know, we're presenting whatever it is. We're discussing this small thing, and there's only so much time to discuss it in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like asking a question but only asking half the question. And so it's like we nobody has the full picture. Yeah. And so you're only able to really get into uh, – you can't really get into the meat and potatoes sometimes of the discussion because, um, because of that. But also – the fact that it was a required meeting was also another thing. It was like, this is just a part of our, our work day. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason or other, our, our brains are just wired that if I, if I'm required to do it for work, I'm just going to be kind of a curmudgeon about it versus, versus if I actually am allowed to volunteer, yeah. you know, to do it now I'm a part of it because I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I automatically, uh, and ironically it's, it's kind of a been a theme through the books that we've been going through anyway. But if I'm if I'm taking ownership of it, uh, that I want to do this, suddenly I feel much more uh, likely to commit to those ideas mm-hmm. and commit to uh, to actually being there and participating. Just a reminder: you're listening to the Coffee Break podcast. Also, we wanted to let you know that our team puts together a weekly blog post. You can find it at locdoc.net/blog. It's guaranteed to raise your IQ by 12 points or your money back. So it's pretty much a win-win. All right, back to the conversation. I I, I would totally agree. I felt like 
we got some progress out of the required reading, out of the required mm-hmm. kind of component of it. Yeah. But it was there's a whole different level when you voluntarily do it or you want yeah. to do it. It's something that you want to be a part of versus something that you have to be a part of. Because mm-hmm. you might have part of the group that's like, man, this is awesome, and then part of the group that says, man, this isn't really my thing. Yeah. And so that, no, that kind of changes a little bit of your dynamic. I would say also on that is, you know, of the two kind of required reading groups that we had before, um, the the two different variations of it was one. The first one we did kind of chapter by chapter, yep. and we met weekly for it. Mm-hmm. And then the second one that we did was read the entire book yep. completed before we come to the conversation. Yep. What was the difference that you saw in that? Because I doing research on book clubs, yeah. there's a couple of different ways to go about it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I've done some other, you know, just other community groups or whatever that you're progressively reading a book together. Yeah. And it seems like there is definitely a, a, a decisive difference between reading the entire book versus reading chapter by chapter yeah. and then discussing. Yeah, I think uh, one of the main things is that, is that there was freedom uh, to to finish the book how, how you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody read the book a different way. Some people... Audiobook. Some people read it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people did it throughout their day. Some people did it, however, like some people would just wait until the weekend and just read massive chunks. Um, and so each person kind of had freedom to read it how they wanted to, but also we, you got the whole picture. So mm-hmm. some, so we came to the meeting uh, with everything uh, from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And so we're really coming to it with the full idea of what we what we wanted to take out of it, and and so each of us had a different piece of the puzzle that we kind of brought into it. Um, but I think the main thing is that that we had gone through the whole book, so we, as we're discussing it, we're dealing with the ideas as a whole, mm. and not not cutting it down down into pieces. Um, so, which is I think it really important is is looking at the book as a whole, um, and not just tearing it apart and then looking at each piece. Um, I feel like there's something to that um, that allows us to understand it more fully and be able to uh, to discuss it better. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. So from that, we had we had those two kind of groups yep. required, and we did those those two, two books together. Mm-hmm. So now what do we hope to accomplish out of this? We said kind of uh, the ability to get some buy-in, some sense yep. of community. Yep. So next next question is, from an architectural standpoint, how did we get started? So we had the the, the groups before that were required. This is what yep. we're going to do. Now we're starting something kind of brand new from scratch. Mm-hmm. What did we do? How did how did we go about it? So um, so yeah, we basically uh, we basically we set up our meeting. We said, you know, here's the time we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it on the second Thursday of every month, um, and then we um, we set up a Google form. We had everybody come in and say, here's how I would like the book. You mm-hmm. know, either Audible or Kindle or physical book or whatever. Um, And we set up the expectations. We said, you know, show up at this time. We're going to provide food. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Um, We we built some documents together of expectations Mm -hmm. of here's what you're expected to do in the meetings. Um, We want you here not just to eat, but we want you here to participate. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is is out of your, you are volunteering to to do it. You're not required to do it. Um, But we did say, um, you know, it's required or leadership. If mm-hmm. you want to be a part of the leadership team, we want you to participate in these discussions um, since it is related to improving our organization. Um, so uh, completely volunteer. 
um, setting up the expectations. And so um, then we just kind of scheduled it at that point and allow everybody to kind of be a part of it. So, so architecturally said, this is what the expectations are. This is kind of yep. how it's going to look. Yep. Communicate that out. Ask for volunteers. Yep. And then put a kind of date on the calendar. Mm-hmm. We also, I think, listed out the the types of books that we were going to be reading, yeah. so that people could understand that. Because I think yeah. that was one of the the questions that people were like, well, "What is this about? How is this going to work?" Yeah. Um, obviously, offering a, a, an alternates for the type of book. So, mm-hmm. if you want to do paperback, or if you want to do a Kindle, or if you want to do an audio book, so that yep. you you can adapt to whatever your reading style is. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, a couple of the other things is having a, a time gap in place for it. So we chose yeah. to do ours in the evening, so mm-hmm. between 5 and 7, yep. and then we provide food during yeah. that time. So yeah. just trying to create, again, that sense of community, that yeah. sense of if I'm going to show up and I'm going to be here, then everything's going to be taken care of me f- to do yep. that. And we, yes. as an organization, provide all the reading materials. So we're yep. going to buy the book, we're going to uh, we're gonna pay for the, the Audible credit or, or whatever yeah. the case may be yeah, to do exactly. that. So from that, once you set up the architecture, you said, this is how it's going to work. You started kind of asking for volunteers. Yeah. What was your expectation? What did you think was going to happen? Um, I thought that, uh, I thought there would be some hesitation. Um, I definitely, th- I definitely thought there would be less people than there were. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of what we've experienced in the past, even though it was generally a required thing, like yep. even then participation was, you know, and so I was kind of iffy about who's going to participate and who's going to be there just to eat, um, <laughs> which, you know, can't blame them. Uh, I love a good meal, uh, especially if it's free. But um, so that was kind of my expectation at the first is that, uh, that surely there wouldn't be, you know, a ton of people there at least at first and, and mm-hmm. that some of them probably would be maybe hesitant to participate. And what was the outcome? What did, what actually ended up happening? Yeah, we had uh, a huge show up. Uh, I think was it fifteen the first time or sixteen people, and uh, and honestly, the participation was basically a hundred percent. Even people who were admittedly uh, not necessarily the first people to participate, they, sure. they generally don't want to talk, but. Um, those people even chimed in and were, were willing to participate. Um, so I don't, there's no one there who was there just, just to get a free meal. They were all there uh, or if they were, at least they felt guilty enough for being there to, (laughs) that they wanted to participate. So, uh, um, yeah, it was kind of mind blowing actually how many people showed up, how uh, it was very, um, encouraging to see that many people in the Mm -hmm. organization, uh, who wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and improve themselves and improve the organization. So we had a, a, a big room. We just kind of spread all the chairs out, had yeah. a had a big circle discussion, and then we also have the virtual op- option as well. So anybody that couldn't actually physically be there, they could join in yeah. remotely. So I think we had five or four remote folks, and then mm-hmm. everybody else was kind of in person and trying to just kind of keep an engaging conversation. So you know, just something as simple as a webcam on a television or webcam yeah. on a computer to cu- keep that engagement. Um, and then um, from that kind of week one, our mm-hmm. first meeting before we had read any books, it was just an introductory meeting. So yeah. kind of talk through the thought process behind the introductory meeting and so, because 
first meeting was not yeah. come already have have read this book. Yeah. It was come and find out what we're going to do. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was really important um, to a set the expectations of here's what this meeting is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, partially of of just uh, hey, here's your last chance to back out. You know, if you're not ready for this, um, but. But uh, mainly just to kind of set ground rules of, of here's what um, here's what we expect from you as mm-hmm. being a part of it. Here's what we'll provide. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're coming, you will get your book. You will have food to eat. Uh, you will have a space to to speak mm-hmm. if you want to speak. Um, but what we expect is that you read the whole book, that you participate, um, that you. We also specifically ask that people would. Um, listen mm-hmm. uh, to others and to also to participate and speak mm-hmm. because other people are, are wanting, need their opinion as well. So um, I think setting those expectations was important um, so that people knew uh, I, so much can, can happen mm-hmm. with unspoken expectations is that there's so many assumptions of what it, what it would look like. So many people who've been a part of certain meetings that might just assume it would go that way mm-hmm. where they don't need to participate or where they, and so just saying it, just being out there and saying it, letting everybody know, here's here's what you need to do, um, I think will just sets the bar for what it should look like. Um, and, and then also just kind of, then we had discussion also on what do you, uh, what do you, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Not only our expectations, but what do you hope to accomplish in this? Yep. What do you think, uh, it means to follow these expectations, like listening and speaking. Why do you think they're important? Uh, and then, of course, what do you what do you think this book means? What do you think it's it's going to be like? Um, and I think we had some really good discussion on all of that, which allowed us to again all come to, together on the same page of why we're even here in this room, yep. discussing this, and uh, why is that even important? Um, and all of us had a really good. Um, kind of input on the importance of improving our organization by being in those kind of situations um, and that it was important enough to show up outside of work when it, when we weren't required to. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought that was a really good conversation. So setting expectations up front at the introductory meeting, this is yep. what it's going to be like, this is what we're going to do, this is how it's going to operate. Yep. Um, and then I think one of the also, also interesting components of it where we talked about we don't want the conversation to just be in this room. We mm-hmm. want it to be yeah. continual throughout the organization, throughout mm-hmm. the day, yeah. wherever you're at at the book, just having a discussion. Yeah. And that was an interesting component that I want to mm-hmm. kind of break into from uh, from like – how you saw that play out. So our first meeting was the second Thursday in October, which I have no idea what that date was, but it was the second Thursday in October. And we decided that we were going to meet on the second Thursday of every month. So we had our first discussion of the book on the first or the second Thursday of November. So the time between October and November, what did you see happen inside of our organization for the folks that were participating? Yeah, I saw, um, there was a lot of so we have uh, we have our chat groups uh, through Google Chat um, mm-hmm. and we set one up for the book club. I saw a lot of people just kind of chiming in like, "Hey, here's where I'm at in the book. Uh, here's what I'm going through." Like, like, "Oh man, this blew my mind. This part was crazy." Um, and then some of them were just even progress updates, not even necessarily thoughts on the book, but just, mm-hmm. "Oh man, here I'm, I'm at chapter eight. Where are you guys at?" And so everybody's everybody was kind of engaging in kind of like a friendly competition of, of here's where I'm at in the book. Mm-hmm. Here's how far I've gotten. So everybody else is like, Ooh, I'm, I'm behind. I need to catch up. 
Um, and so I, that's, that's one big thing I saw. Um, but also another thing is, is even in the office, I'm walking around and I'm seeing people uh, who were in the book club say, oh, man, did you, did you, see, did you hear what Chapter 8 was about? Like, that was crazy. Like, um, and just going back and forth and just really engaging on those ideas um, just throughout their normal workday, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really cool. It just showed that, um, that, that there was buy-in. It wasn't just, hey, I'm going to do this, like I'm going to listen to this whole book like the weekend before and, and then that way, you know, but it's, <laughs> it's everyone's really participating and they're really, they really believe in this idea and, uh, and they're all kind of participating and, and everyone's excited about it. And yeah. so it's just bleeding out into, into their daily uh, routines at work. So. It was interesting last night. One of the questions that you asked was, um, "Did I think? Well, it was not even on this list, but it was a, a kind of a precursor. Was when did you finish the book? You yes. kind of asked that around yeah. the room, and so I was I was kind of taking notes on here based off of what folks said, and it mm-hmm. was it was intriguing because a lot of folks were kind of going through and they either switch from the paper version to the audio version or vice versa. So switch from audio to paper. Um, And then there were several people that said we had started, uh, we use Google uh, G Suite in our organization for Gmail and chat and all that stuff. And so in the Google chat app, we started a book club thread. And I think I noted here several folks had said that the conversation in the book club chat helped them stay accountable and stay on track and to yeah. kind of know where other people were at. And so it was kind of a, just a ongoing conversation. Yeah. Um, and then uh, other folks said that having a deadline helped them be accountable. Yeah. So yes. it wasn't just like, hey, you should read this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, I'll do it at some point in time, yeah. maybe make it through a portion of it. Mm-hmm. But they actually finished it. And some folks admittedly said, I just finished it today or I just finished it last night or yeah. whatever. But a majority of people, I think, from what I was hearing, said that they finished it a, a week or so ago. Yeah. And so they had plenty of time to get through it and mm-hmm. digest it and understand it and have a conversation about it. But the folks that didn't pace themselves throughout the month yeah. still at least had a deadline, and yes. they still came prepared. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think it was uh, a partially kind of the, the whole ownership idea that here's the expectation that you read the book, and so everyone's committing to that mm-hmm. for the next meeting. Um, and there was, and because we commit, um, and because we were regularly kind of, uh, updating each other, we were, we were discussing it throughout, uh, there's kind of an accountability. Um, there's kind of the sense of if I show up to that meeting and I didn't read the book, um, not only am I, um, you know, I'm at the bottom of the food chain in the meeting because I don't, you know, I didn't read the whole book. Um, but beyond that, like, I don't. Uh, I might not understand what they're talking about when they're discussing the book, or I might have, I might not have the the right kind of input to give. Yeah. And so I think it really caused uh, on, on the one hand of a kind of competitive standpoint of, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to be one of the ones that finished it. Yeah. Um, but also there's the other sense of which, of which I don't want to miss out on anything that might be discussed in the book. Um, so I think, I think kind of both of those played into um, I got to finish this, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. Can you copy this key? That's a question we get asked about 3,422 times a year. And how can you actually be sure that the person who asked that question is supposed to get a copy of that key? Well, we think you should always know who can copy your keys to your business and your home because it could be your neighbor, an old employee, a contractor, or even worse, your mother-in-law. At LockDock Security, we believe in protected key systems, so you always know who has a copy of your key. 
To find out more, visit LockDoc.net or stop by our Charlotte location. LockDoc Security, helping you protect your people and your property. So having a, a kind of uh, one a compelling reason to finish it, having those expectations up front, and then, you know, again, walking into it from an execution standpoint from how did we do this? I mean, yeah. I, I've, I actually have the notes here, uh, or the, the sheet that you had printed off yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, the agenda, and then discussion questions. Yep. And, and I think that this is a really important component of it. Yeah. Um, and so I want to applaud you on, on doing your homework on this and actually having it together because yeah. I think – these were sitting on the chairs when everybody came in the room. Yeah. So the only thing I thought about yesterday was we should probably email this out ahead of time yeah. so that the people that are virtually point. have it as well. But um, regardless, there were discussion questions there, and so everybody got to look at them, and they knew where the conversation was going. Yeah. And just having a preparedness uh, for that. Now, I've been in in book club discussions before or yeah. in group discussions before where – those those questions were not known ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They were kind of sprung on you. And so yeah. for a lot of people, personality-wise, they don't respond to unknown questions very quickly. Yeah. They, they want to yeah. know a little bit more what they're supposed to be preparing for. Yeah. So I think having that even, even you know, 30 minutes ahead of time so you can look yeah. through and go, okay, hold on a second. Yep, I, I, I'm, I'm clear on that versus yeah. just the surprise question and then everybody's like, uh, you know, yeah. trying to, trying mm-hmm. to process that quickly is a huge element. So having some clear and defined expectations up front, Mm. having a deadline, having some form of group accountability, if it's Mm -hmm. a chat, if it's a text thread, if it's something ongoing throughout that month because, or throughout whatever time period that you, you suggest is, is imperative or else you're going to, you know, lose people. And then having some predetermined questions to discuss so that you can get that conversation going. Mm. Now from that last night, I don't think we made it through all these questions, but we also had some other conversations come up outside of these questions. Yes. But so it was at least just a starting point. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think the the main thing is having questions. Um, you want to have a good balance of of structure and um, fluidity with it because yep. a part of it, like for for me, the discussion questions are there uh, when there's when it's hard to figure out what where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also important when people bring up an important issue um, to flow with how the conversation is going because those are just guides to help us flow, to, to allow the conversation to flow. Um, and so I think they're very important to allow, uh, allow the, the discussion not to become too chaotic, mm-hmm. but also we don't want to rigidly follow the, the questions. Uh, we want to, um, there were very natural conversations that kind of flew out of those. Yeah. Um, that I thought were were really good. Mm-hmm. Even even some of the ones that were that were way off. You know, there were, obviously this book particular dealt with some political stuff that mm-hmm. people weren't a hundred percent. But um, the fact that those came up um, and we didn't shy away from it, I think was um, I think was was huge to allow people to feel like they were in a safe place to discuss their ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an open marketplace, so to speak, of ideas where we could exchange them without fear of, hey, you know. You're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong, you know. But everyone's like, hey, here's here's what we think. Here's yeah. what I thought. And people didn't say, hey, I disagree or, hey, that's not this is not the place for that. But they actually said, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's a, that's an interesting perspective. Um, and so I think there was, there was just uh, even more camaraderie from that, allowing the conversation to just kind of flow naturally. So overall, we had uh, 
a little more than 50% of our organization yeah. show up and volunteer and participate in this. Yeah. Uh, we had, I think, through the process, one person join like midways through mm. that we didn't even know joined. Well, I didn't, but we didn't even know joined. And then he came to the conversation. Yep. Um, and it looks like we've added another one or two for this next book. So um, we're, we're sitting here looking at our first book that we did and what's mm-hmm. our, uh, what was, like, let me, let me turn that into a question. What was the first book that we went through as an organization? And then what is the second one that we're doing? So the first one was Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. Um, it's about just kind of uh, building a culture of uh, leaders that put their company and their organization first um, and just all the kind of ins and outs of that, uh, that dynamic. And then the second one is going to be uh, Four Disciplines of Execution. Uh, which I know we've had a previous com- conversation on a podcast about. Mm-hmm. Um, link right here, you know. Yeah, yeah. Link, whatever. link below in, <laughs> yeah. in the description below. Um, so the, that's the one we're going to be uh, reviewing in the next book club. Okay, so Four Disciplines of Execution is a book that we have gone through in a couple of different pockets of our organization, but uh, I, I think there's major value in uh, a larger majority of folks going through it. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do that. And I, I had another idea um, this morning for our third book, so we'll chat mm-hmm. about okay. that later as well. Perfect. There's um, a lot of big things happening uh, right now within that whole realm, and mm-hmm. I think. My big takeaway from from what we've started to this point is just getting a conversation going, yeah. getting people on the same page, and uh, and then having some excitement around growth. So mm. I know there's a sign over my shoulder that says always improving, and mm. it's kind of a mantra that we've adapted inside of our organization. And this really falls into that, yeah. is if you want to, to grow, if you want to improve, then, then come. Let's have let's have a time to do that, and it's it's very casual, but it yeah. is at least formalized that we can do it as an organization. So, yeah. you know, if you're a, if you're a business owner out there, uh, you're a, you're a, a leader at some form. You say, hey, you know what? I'd like to do this for my organization. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that at the end of the day, it is a very very small investment of time and money. Yeah. To, to be able to to build you know like you said that sense of community yeah. um, uh, for for exactly what you're what you're trying to develop in your organization yeah. it can be a major culture boost yeah. um, and based off of the the books you selected I would tell you that if you're going to do it though then you should read the book ahead of time so yeah. don't just choose a book that somebody says and then surprise read it all together because yeah. that could like, uh, <laughs> not work well <laughs> this is not what we were going for <laughs> uh, but but have have that aspect where there's some preparation um, uh, of exactly what you're going to be going over but and then go ahead and think through that and I think one yeah. of the things we discussed at the early onset was we don't want this to be a one and done yeah. so let's go ahead and, and think through it how can this be sustainable yes. how do we get this on the calendar so it's repeatable um, and then you know for us we just did uh, you know Chipotle as, uh, mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a takeout yep. very reasonable yep. cost Solid. effective yep. get everybody some food and we just sit around and, uh, and, and have a chat about, about the topics but outside of that, and I, I, w- I say I want to say this: just the meetings alone are great. Yeah. But the conversation for the month in between was priceless. Yeah. Just having the ability to, you know, walking back and forth, getting coffee at the coffee bar. There's conversation about how, oh yeah, like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Did what did you think about that section of uh, yeah. of that chapter or, or whatever? It's just a whole different conversation. And multiple people have uh, mentioned this. I know Sam mentioned it to me multiple times. The ability to have a conversation with somebody 
that is outside of just here's this task to do. Yeah. Here's what you need from me. Here's what I need from you. Mm-hmm. Very transactional. Yes. It changed into more of a, a you know a, just a cultural conversation, mm-hmm. and, and I think that was a, a big win. Yeah, and I, I think uh, to me it kind of points out the the importance of uh, the conversation is so much more important than than uh, how do how do I set, say that. Like so, the the ideas that you want to implement. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can set up a meeting and say, "Hey guys, we're going to implement these ideas. This is what we as a company believe." So here you go. I printed them out for you. Memorize them. You're going to be held accountable to those things. Mm-hmm. Um, versus starting the conversation and just letting them, you know, just kind of discuss them amongst themselves. Um, the the amount of buy in that you get from mm-hmm. that. Um, when it's organically done, I think is the best way to say it. Like is, is I think that's what we saw in in this is that there was organic growth within the organization uh, that allowed them to buy into those ideas without even being told. Yeah. Um, And just merely because they were able to have the conversations of, Hey, you know, this is what I thought about this chapter, you know, and not, not everybody agreed with every single aspect. You know, we had Mm -hmm. people who were like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even read the millennial chapter or or the boomer chapter or whatever. You know, like and um, and then others were like, well, it was spot on with the millennials and and all that. Uh, but the interesting thing was that that the conversation was had, and now we're all to an extent on the same page, mm-hmm. even if we don't one hundred percent agree. The conversation has started, and now there's this community built around these ideas, um, and so we have something to move forward with versus just. One man saying, "Hey, here's here's everything that I believe, and you're going to follow that." Mm-hmm. Um, and it it goes back to the the leadership ideal of of leaders eat last that that the leader is not is not basically you know cracking the whip and saying, "Hey, here's what it is," mm-hmm. but the leader is engendering, cultivating the idea mm-hmm. by starting the conversation. And once the conversation happens, uh, because there was trust, kind of put forward into uh, the company of saying, hey, I trust you with these ideas to co- have the conversation on your own without me telling you what to think or what not to think. Yep. That allowed them to to kind of unite around those ideas even more so. So now it's a part of the DNA of, of that. And I really liked what you said uh, towards the end about, you know, there's 20 of us in this room. Um, there's like... 40-something employees. So now your job is to go out and to share those things with those other employees who weren't here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just kind of stood out to me that, like, you know, how much um, how much easier it is to share those ideas now that we've had those conversations, mm-hmm. um, how much easier it is for us to impact our organization uh, based on this event um, without it just being like a formal official meeting, mm-hmm. it's like now we're we're passing it on these ideas just in in an organic way, and, it, and it's so much more effective. Well, it's funny you you say that, and and it's I believe it's very very true. There's there's twenty of us in the room, nineteen of us in the room, or whatever. All it takes is each person sharing it with one other person in the organization, and yeah. and it's it's there. But as a full investment of time, I think the book, if you listen to it as an audiobook, and obviously it depends on your your reading speed, but it was yeah. around a nine-hour read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a, a meeting, a two-hour meeting around yeah. it. So you've got 10 hours invested. Yeah. Now think about that in, in what you just said. 
um, because we have plenty of team meetings. We have a, a Monday morning meeting. We have a Wednesday morning meeting. We have a yeah. lot of, of those type of all team meetings. Yes. In order to get that type of information to everybody in the organization in a 45-minute time block, mm-hmm. you're now spreading that out over 11, 12, 13 meetings. Yeah. Right? So the amount of impact that you can have in one month because yeah. you have those people that are saying, hey, yeah, we want to learn, we want to grow, we want to mm-hmm. – they can pick up on those ideas and really receive them in a completely different way than yeah. just somebody in a group meeting that's just saying this is what you need to do. So yeah. I think it's very valuable. Yeah, and I, I think it's uh, the difference between uh, pouring water into a cup and drawing water out of a well. Uh-oh. I, I'm getting scared with your water analogies, <laughs> Levi. I, if this comes to, has to do with a water balloon, I'm going to... Well, when you... when you <laughs> Well, when you... Well, let me defend my analogy first. <laughs> so when you pour water into a cup, mm-hmm. um, that's all you got. You know, you, you can't pour more water into the cup. Um, but when you draw water out of the well, um, you're, you're pulling it out from that source you're you're not like that's an endless source of water for you like that's so when you it's the difference between giving someone an idea saying Mm -hmm. hey here's your idea uh which isn't their idea anyway you're just putting it in their head Mm -hmm. um versus showing them how to pull that idea out of themselves and so you get again we call it buy-in um but it's really it's just it's really just organic learning it's yep. allowing someone to ask the question before you give them the answer to the question i read an article this morning on inc.com mm. and uh it said uh, it was like a list of 32 buzzwords that people hate and buy in was one of them but it was a great analogy. Yeah, I, 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 you. I applaud I you that. That was, that was a good one. I'm working on it. Working Re, it's on. redemption from the water balloon. Yeah. Uh, those of you that are watching or listening to this podcast, we, uh, we thank you for doing so. If, if this is your first time, we ask you to subscribe. We have over 100 other episodes available for you, uh, and you can find them all listed on the links below. But if you go to lockdoc.net slash podcast, they're there for you. You can subscribe on whatever audio platform uh, that you're on, or you can see the video version where can you find those levi uh our youtube channel youtube yeah youtube yeah. and facebook so you can go there and search for lock doc and podcast and they'll okay. come up and you can see uh, all the episodes there and if you're listening to this then i would tell you make sure you go and check out the video version because you'll see levi's bow tie and you don't want to miss out on the bow tie so uh, check that out we've got some more exciting episodes coming for you down the line uh, and really an exciting episode to share with you in a couple of weeks uh, with a very very special guest so make sure you subscribe so you always get the latest version it comes out every tuesday morning at 9 a.m we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear from your, your thoughts on this if you have questions about how to get a book club started in your organization please reach out to us we'll uh, share all the information that we have share any of the documents that we have the list of books that we're going to be going through, and uh, more on the structure of how we got it set up. But we think it's a really great value add for your organization. So uh, if you have any questions, please reach out for us. But uh, outside of that, make sure you subscribe. Click the link below. Notification bell. Yep. Click the stuff. Do the things. Leave a comment. Yep. And we'll see you next time on the Coffee Break Podcast.